0: So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial, because here's the host of The Bible Live, your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar.
1: Good evening, everyone, and just like Stacy reminds you so often, we're not your guides, we're just a scout. We're... <laughs> trying to say one step ahead of you <laughs> and talking about God's word as we move through it uh this past week we finished reading the book of Job mm-hmm. and then of course you bump into Psalm and Proverbs which we read uh in our reading schedule uh the Psalms and the Proverbs are read apart. We call it my Wisdom, Wisdom. and Worship segment. Yeah. So we jump over those for, for that purpose of the, uh, reading a book, and now we come to Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon. So those are the three books we're going to talk about tonight, and maybe a few passages as well from uh, the Psalms and the Proverbs. But uh, that's where we are. We we spent last week entirely on Job, yes. and some even the week before. It is a very powerful book, mm-hmm. and we're going to close it out tonight. We talked about Eliphaz, Zophar, and um, Elihu, the young man, but... Uh,
2: Oh, you had Is, it, a, the is last, it Bilbo? No, not Bilbo. Yeah,
1: Bill Dad. Bill Dad. Yeah, Bilbo Dad. Bilbo <laughs> Baggins. Yeah. Wrong adventure. Uh, wrong adventure. <laughs> we talked about them and how their round of speeches were they uh, uh accused and argued with Job about his suffering mm-hmm. and the purpose of that in his life. Now then we come to the last chapter. The last part, mm-hmm. God himself weighs in. Mm-hmm. God speaks and gives his response. And it's a little surprising, I think, his is response. Mm-hmm. So,
2: well, uh, I love, quickly, before we go into that, one of the things that you said in the reading this past week um, in the close of Job, Job, as you were introducing it, was Job is the oldest Book of yes. the Bible. It is um, four thousand years ago. Amazing, <laughs> right? And you said, but even though you know you think of things that are ancient as being somewhat primitive, but it could not be farther from being primitive. It is incredibly profound, complex, yeah. deep, and very rich theologically. And I, I just, I loved, it. I loved. It. That was the word that I had been trying to think of last week. Um, you think of that? Well, because it's so ancient, oh, it must be primitive yeah. in how they think, or it must be a primitive approach to God. And it, it's, it's, it's not. I, I, and yet it also kind of is. It's a very simp- It's, it's, it's so simple. But it's isn't that just like God? Yeah. So simple and uh, to the point and direct and and yet just. In, In that simple things, so It takes profound. you totally unaware yes.
1: and you go, Oh, wow, wow. that's so profound. Yes. Uh-huh. Well you thought of something about the book of Job. We ought to give our phone number before we get too yes. okay. too far along. Two um,
2: ones yes, um any questions or thoughts on things we might say. Um give us a call. Y- yeah, Your would comment love to hear tonight from you. will be valuable
1: be as well. Yes, two one zero three four zero nine five eight
2: five. And this is the Bible Live and Soapy is your host tonight. I'm his daughter Stacy and um yeah, we'd love to hear from you. But go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well
1: then? you you also brought up something I said and uh Oh right. <laughs> I laughed yes. <was> about the <laughs> package when you quote Soapy Dollar back to Soapy Dollar, uh, sometimes you get oh. trapped. I trapped by I was my listening, own words. Dad. <laughs> you, uh, you, a very interesting question. I said, "Well, Job has. Uh, we have an advantage over Job in his book because we know behind the scenes. We know mm-hmm. what happened. We know that uh, God would." Te- bragging on him, and then he was testing it, allowing Satan to test his faith, mm-hmm. and so on. And Job didn't know that, and, and he was responding without that background. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's pretty comfortable. I, and I remember last week you re- you received oh, right, that, all right? Sure, yes. uh, yeah, that's Admiral. That. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then tonight you, you asked me a question that. kind of makes me not believe it anymore. Uh,
2: Well, because uh, we think that Job, we're not sure who wrote the book of Job, um, but it is put out there that it possibly, maybe even likely, was Job himself. And so, of course, if Job wrote it, then he would have known that (laughs) Satan is (laughs) at at least at some point. And so maybe it was that he found out after the fact or somehow and and then he wrote the whole book, though, from yeah. you know having known that after. Well, you maybe, me, but you took me
1: totally yes. off guard <laughs> hmm. when you said, "Well, uh, what, you, how did you ask the question? Very innocent question. But <laughs> but how did you said Joblin didn't know it? But how did he write about it? <laughs> and I just go go go, go I couldn't imagine." Uh, huh. somehow he must have learned or if he wrote it, if he wrote it right. God told him yeah. later perhaps yes. or if someone else wrote the book uh, yes. it's uh, it's uh, a little there there's some doubt about the authorship right. It's
2: but that true. is oh, right, but, but that is the beauty sorry to jump but, but that is the beauty of asking questions yes. which is a little bit of our theme going into this last section of job it's god's response to job and for almost two chapters it is just in and it's in the whirlwind. I love you know. A lot of times, but uh, after Elijah's yeah. still small voice, we tend to think it's of God in the in the whisper voice. and that still yeah. small voice. Um, but at first, it was first with Job, and it was not in a still small voice. It was a whirlwind. He came to him in the whirlwind, um, and it is just boom question after question after question. But um, but there is such dignity. Uh, in a way with with the questions. I mean, I think they're, you know, God's, they're rhetorical. But at the, I'm going to read that opening line, and he repeats this twice in his series of questions. And uh, then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you, and you must answer them. And, uh, it kind of, I thought how interesting he brace yourself like a man. You know, I don't think God is saying, come on, buck, be macho, you know, like, like a man, be a man fight. I don't think he's talking like that. He's literally like a man. This is what makes you unique to the animals this is what I you are created in mind we can ponder these things we can think we can uh we have we have awareness and reason and ability to reason and that's beautiful that's wonderful in that way we are a part of God's story and a part of um his
1: virtue quoted right uh, it is the
2: honor of God to uh it is the honor of God to conceal things it is the honor of kings to discover them, yes, to di- yes. and it's Proverbs twenty-five. Um, is it Proverbs? No, I think you're right. Or is it uh, Proverbs twenty-five too? Um, we will. I will find that. But yes, okay. I thought that that was um, really, really neat. And a lot of that is is questions. And questions. you talked about questions. how yes, Jesus, you know, there's no stupid questions, and I, that was the approach that. Jesus had when his with his teaching can he let the little children it, come to me yes. come to me like a child and what does a child have lots and lots of questions and yeah. questions are okay and uh, not only from a place of being ignorant and not knowing the answer but also w- from a teacher um, yeah. we were talking one of the great Methods of teaching is the Socratic method, which is to answer a question with a question. It's very rabbinic. You say it's very Hebrew too. Yeah, Uh,
1: (laughs) Jews always. uh, I remember Jim used to laugh about that. Jews always answer a question with a question, (laughs) and uh, it can be a little maddening. But uh, that's right. And God never, never put a person down. For asking a question, a sincere, uh, sincere genuine question. And uh, like Habakkuk, the prophet Mm -hmm. Habakkuk, Mm -hmm. the entire book is Habakkuk asking three questions. Mm -hmm. And there are three questions that we would ask, that we wonder about. Mm -hmm. Why do bad things happen to good people? Mm -hmm. And why do good things happen to bad people? Mm -hmm. And why don't you take care of that earlier, right now? And, and we ask those kind of questions yes. continually, and, uh, and so I think the, essentially I Job remember, is, is yeah, Job and his friends, mm-hmm. but he asked them these questions, and uh, Jesus, uh, I'm trying to think of um, the time there was the question, uh, what was it? Oh, he he said, which is easier oh, right. uh, to ask. You're to say your sins are forgiven or to say this man, rise up and walk. And so he he asked him a question.
2: That left them similar to Job. Without answer.
1: They had to (laughs) answer. And then he said, but so that you'll know that I, the son of man, have the power to forget sin, the authority, stand up and walk. And he said and walk. But uh, right. the questions are uh, very legitimate, and I, I like what you say. That In some ways, when he said, "brace yourself like a man, it's almost like a, a recognition of the dignity of being a man, that right. we right. can yes. wrestle with those questions yes. and thoughts about, uh, about our existence, yes. purposes, meaning, and life. Yeah. And that's where we're coming to—Job, yes. Psalm, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. What do they call the wisdom?
2: The wisdom literature. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it's a challenge for us to think right. and bring our best thinking to uh, about the deepest yes. things of life, the deepest truths mm-hmm. of our, of our mm-hmm. existence.
2: And I do love. That God warns him. I mean, in a way. But it, it, on one hand, the dignity of humanity, the dignity of being uh, asked questions, even if they're rhetorical. But I also love the brace yourself because <laughs> yeah. it is. It's quite the uh, like. I you know a, a, almost two chapters of just. Who sends rain to satisfy the parched ground and make the tender grass spring up? Does the rain have a father who gives birth to the dew? Who is the mother of the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens? I mean, just the things that I'm sure Job, you know, hadn't hadn't even considered. Uh, and I love, Dad. You were talking. You don't. I don't necessarily think of Job. And maybe we'll get a little bit more into this. When we get into the Ecclesiastes uh, readings, which will be the second segment, so stay tuned for that. Mm. Um, but Job, uh, I don't think of it as a um, an apologetics necessarily, mm. an argument, but you uh, this this does um, very quickly get from not just well the options in terms of how we view God. I mean, Job loved God. He, he, but he very quickly realizes and to his credit that he did not know God (laughs) fully. He wants to, I believe Mm -hmm. And he, but he realizes he knows very little. And, and by the end, I mean, it's really sweet. His humility and his response. uh,
1: That is very beautiful. Oh,
2: what he does. actually says. Um a couple times. Uh one time God pauses and says, Um, you know, do you you are God's critics, but do you have the answers? And so for just about two uh three verses, Job uh replies, I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth with my hand. I have said too much already. I have nothing more to say. And then God continues. And then uh, the final response from Job is, I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. You asked, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? It is I. And I was talking about things I knew nothing about, things far too wonderful for me. You said, listen, and I will speak. I have some questions for you and you must answer them. I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. Mm. Um, so he's very humble um, yes. and I think recognizes, and that's probably stage one, that there is a God and I'm not him. Yeah, but Rudy, <laughs> right? yes, Rudy,
1: that's Rudy right. there's a God and I'm not him. <laughs> no. But But he never gets on, he never uh, chastises him for asking genuine questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I think of Thomas in the New Testament said, I will not believe it. Mm-hmm. He rose from the dead until I see the hold of his mm-hmm. hands and in, in his side. Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes and he appears and he goes, he, he doesn't get on to him. He says, come on, Thomas, put mm-hmm. your hand in it up. Mm-hmm. and the wounds in my hand and my side. Uh, so it's a good question for us. It's a good mm-hmm. lesson for us. I right. I often do question and answer. Well, the show itself sometimes <laughs> We're a turns a little questions. bit to question and answer. <laughs> right. But lack like on Air Force Base, we, where we teach the basic trainees, mm-hmm. uh, I sometimes do a QA with them and let them and I. I tell them, uh, if they don't have any questions, you should have some questions. <laughs> you should be uh, growing in the Lord, and that means you're pushing the edge of the envelope. Mm-hmm. You're you're trying. You're constantly learning about God and His ways, and how things work, mm-hmm. and you should have some questions, and not just go through life just without without considering whats the, what's that famous quote it says that most most men live live lives of quiet desperation right. we don't ask and but I said used to have questions and and they uh at that point they they sit up <laughs> and they try and they answer good questions yeah uh, yes. and it, hopefully sometimes we'll give an answer that makes you a little sense or that gives them at least another view of it from mm-hmm. what they've looked at. And so uh, I, I think that's one of the most important lessons we get out of Job, with is question. But remember, the theme was suffering. Yes. It's not asking questions. <laughs> the theme of Job is suffering. So mm-hmm. what is our answer to that? Right. Part, to, to finish yes. off the considerations of Joe
2: yes uh, well the uh, I think you one of the questions that many ask especially when especially when painful things and when suffering happens, is why mm-hmm. and, uh, uh, and and especially you know why would such horrible things happen? to seemingly great people so why do bad things happen to good people and the or the uh, what is the the uh, the problem of pain as, yes. as Lewis puts it uh, and uh, so i we you had three responses mm-hmm. to that um from in you know, the book of job and just from life uh, one of those though being from god's perspective and he he is our He's our bridegroom. You know, he's he's mm-hmm. he's loves us. He's calling us into a marriage-like relationship, and uh, just like in, you know, maybe a, a very wealthy has a ton of resources and power. Um, you know, think of a man, I guess, as a, and what would we call a woman that's that doesn't care anything for that man, but just wants his money and his power? A gold we digger. We call them a gold <laughs> digger, yeah. yeah. And we know, in just intuitive instinct, that's not that's not love. That's not right. That's not a. They just want the stuff. They don't care anything for the relationship and to know the person. And so, similarly, I think in that way. We, it's a it's a level playing field in terms of why a person would come to Jesus they uh, yes God is does offer salvation he is our savior he is our salvationer and uh, and yes there uh, he in terms of um, the, you know uh, he is preparing a place for those that love mm-hmm. him and that are and it's you know, it's, there will be no tears, there will be no pain, um, but he ultimately wants us to come to him because we want a relationship with him and we love him and want to give our lives to him um, so that he can, we can be used by him to further that um, glory, his glory. And, and so, uh, so you know, we
1: want God to. For God's sake. For God's for, sake, to, We yes. want to belong to him. Yes. We want to follow him. We want to worship him. We want to learn from him. Uh, we desire God, not just the things that, yes. that God can give us. Right. And, and that's an important point, uh, I think, too. Mm-hmm. And the fact that at the, we as believers, uh, if all the reason we came to Christ well, just to get the good things, or go to the air-conditioned place instead of the <laughs> hot place. At the right. end of time, will then you know everyone would just do it for that reason, right? But this gives it. Uh, I want God for mm-hmm. God's sake,
2: and that's not even that's not just for that's not necessarily for God to to know. That mm-hmm. like oh oh good now I know they really love mm-hmm. me. It's for our own sake also to to know that to know that we are in we have chosen this because we love him and we know that it's not just um, for, <laughs> for. And for that's really
1: in the, that the that God called us to a love mm-hmm. relationship, mm-hmm. a mutual choice mm-hmm. of to and that proven by this level playing it right. doesn't mean that we where everything gonna be bed of roses right. uh that we choose. now we have the promise
2: yeah.
1: and that faith and that yes yeah.
2: and that kind of brings us to the next uh well the next two really mm-hmm. um reasons and one is that it can be a testimony that what a testimony that is uh to other people as uh, they're contemplating whether you know where're who they're going to live for and what they're going to live for and why they're going to live. Um, so to be able to, for us, to be a witness and because to... Because we
1: go through the same...
2: Pains p- and struggles challenges. And challenges. of life yes. of
1: anyone else. I, I have a one of our good friends on staff uh, uh, died this week, yes. but she's been wrestling with cancer mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. But she did so with such joy... And with victory and with mm. courage, that's a that great right. testimony.
2: Yes, and that brings us to the last point: is that and it's also it's not over. So that's we right. think of this suffering, and and it is sad, and it is hard, and it is difficult. Um, so not to downplay that, but it's also not the end. It's not <laughs> and the end. So, uh, She's
1: in glory as we speak tonight. Yes.
2: Mm, well, there's our music, and that wraps up. The first segment, and we'll come back and talk. We'll wrap up the book of Job and segue into speaking at Ecclesiastes, which uh, is very exciting to me. So, the Benety, Bible
1: the All is Vanity. Time to lit, a time to build
3: up, a time to bring down, a time to dance, a time to mourn, Who is at to cast away stones, a time
1: to gather stones. Great song. 60 to 70, somewhere. Out it's like 65, 66, yeah. somewhere there. Yeah. Their version, yeah. Great. I like it, Tom. So oh, we did, but I didn't know it at the time. From the Bible, but uh, <laughs> there it is. Well, we're coming back to the Book of Ecclesiastes, which the word uh, means Koheleth, which means Uh, one who convenes or speaks uh, at an assembly, Mm -hmm. or (laughs) commonly we would say preacher. Uh, Hey, preach. Uh, That's (laughs) the name of this book, The Preacher. Mm -hmm. And uh, Solomon, the son of King David of Israel, is the one who... Compiles the book of Ecclesiastes and and many of the proverbs as well, mm-hmm. uh, words of wisdom, uh, some of the refrains, some of the common sayings. Some of them are actually very humorous, at the time very thought provoking, and sometimes even uh, contradictory. Uh, I remember there somewhere in the proverbs. I, I notice this every year that I read through the through mm-hmm. the scriptures uh, of, for folks, and we'll tell you how you can hear the Bible. If you would like to read through the entire Bible in a year, well, go to the Bible Live, and I'll read it to you, <laughs> and we'll go through it together. At about 15, 20 minutes every weekday, Monday through Friday. We give the, the weekend off, You'd go to church and, and hear your pastor and so on. But Monday through Friday, you can go to our website and hear a 15 to 20-minute reading from the Scriptures and in the, the entire Bible every year, just hearing God's Word and uh, in that way. But, um, uh, well, I forgot what I was say now about, <laughs> <laughs> about reading through the Bible. Uh, it'll come back to me, surely. Uh, but the book is called uh, Solomon, wrote it, uh, Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. He also wrote song, Songs mm-hmm. of Solomon, mm-hmm. which we will uh, speak to a little bit. We read these books in the last week, so we're giving you a chance to answer some questions, ask some questions, Mm -hmm. and comment Mm -hmm. on the book of Ecclesiastes tonight. Mm -hmm. And it is indeed a a great group, great book. Maybe I should ask you, Stacy, just in general uh, about Ecclesiastes.
2: Yes, well, I mean, I would like to, well, we'll wrap up. So, Job, we just finished up uh, reading Job, and I love that his response is I am nothing. I and I I sit in dust and ashes and repentance, and that's Job's last response to the Lord. And then the Lord goes and He returns tenfold Restored, and He restores yeah. to Job. Um, the restoration came though when so God uh, tells the three friends. To, that Job needs to. He is angry with God. Says, "You do not know me. You do not know me." And, and he was angry with the friends. And jo- you need Job to pray for you. And Job does pray for them. And God restores Job after his after he prays for them. Which I think is um, there's an, something an there probably. Same
1: thing about that. It the book opens up with. Telling how Job lived, yes. and he, as a matter of course, a habit, prayed for his children yes. uh-huh. uh, oh. as well, right? Yes, you know, that's he right. continually prayed for uh-huh. them mm-hmm. if, if they had fall, mm-hmm. fallen mm-hmm. into sin or to. Oh. He, he, yes. So, Job, uh, and so his was a willingness, powerful Yes, and his about. willingness
2: to to be repentant, and I loved it. Uh, you know, I, in VBS this year, we did Jonah, the book of Jonah. And mm-hmm. so one of the, uh, I ended up playing uh, a Ninevite woman. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so part of my role was to, um, it in dust and ashes um, if, where to wear oh, you know to wear sackcloth and ashes as uh because i was representing nineveh when they repented everybody from the king down to he even had the animals be uh in dust you know in ashes in order that they would be so everybody um in repentance and uh, you know i guess i had kind of thought of that as somewhat of a a modern <laughs> or yeah. something of the times when it, um, but here's Job and just that representation. I think there was a, there was a very acute awareness that we will return to dust. There's that humble reminder that we are from dust and to dust will re we will return. And I, I and then collectively these books, or of Job, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon are the, like you said, the wisdom literature and uh, wrestling with these questions of so dust and ashes. And just collectively, these things are so important. Um, uh, there's that paradox you said of sort of a primitive understanding, but at the same time, same time so pr- primitive, but profound. That does not mean it's uh, not relevant anymore. It's so relevant. Mm. And uh, in Ecclesiastes, of course, that famous word, you know, like dust in the wind. And Mm. uh, I just thought it was an interesting thing that we just came from a book where um, God speaks in a whirlwind And Job says he's dust. And so there's just, and so Ecclesiastes has that same theme of, oh, we're dust in the wind, we're nothing. But it all depends on, on one hand, and you said this in the reading this week, you know, it can be such a, a seemingly depressing book you know it's all meaningless yeah. it's all vapor it's all dust and wind um, vanity vanity, vanity right. all the vanity right.
1: meaning yes the meaningless of life right
2: and it is unless yes it's Unless you know Jesus, unless you put your hope in. And of course, at this time, they didn't know the name of Jesus. They didn't know, the, but they knew God. there would, uh, they knew God and they knew that God would be somehow in some way preparing a way for them. And that changes everything that changes, that takes Ecclesiastes yes. from being a book that is so sad and so depressing to, to being Wow, he has saved us from this sadness and, and depression. If you
1: think that in terms of Solomon, I kind of you, you remember Solomon is the one who he's rich right. beyond yes. our our imagination. Mm-hmm. He has money, he has wealth. He has uh, pleasures of any. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many wives, 700, <laughs> or, you know. Maybe that. If, I don't know what side of that fits on, but he, he's really one who has everything mm-hmm. that a man, in the in the sense, in the mm-hmm. world, would want uh, apart from God. And so he is giving a testimony that few people can give. Right. He's the man who had everything, but he realizes that uh, apart from a right relationship with okay. God and the eternal, all and the eternal, all earthly experiences yes. are without significance. They're mm-hmm. meaningless. Mm-hmm. That, uh, it, like the old poem said, uh, the saying, "Only two things are constant: taxes and death." And that. <laughs> Solomon knew about taxes. He taxed people and debt. And, and uh, yeah. so it can, be, it can be seen in some ways as uh, pessimistic and sad, depressing. But that was Solomon's life. He started off mm-hmm. well, uh, King David's son. Uh, he built a temple mm-hmm. to honor God. But then somewhere in there, he slipped off the rails and... Now he started marrying all his wives and buying horses from Egypt, doing all the things that God told him not to do, and then he he went things went south, and mm-hmm. in, the, in the country the nation went south. Mm-hmm. After he died, it split and divided. Mm-hmm. But then uh, that happened, and then it seems like in the latter part of his life, he comes to this Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. and we. See him then now giving the conclusion of the discovery that he had made through all that life, and that it, it that apart from God and a right relationship with Him, everything else is meaningless. <laughs> and so, it's a very powerful topic, and I love Ecclesiastes 12:1. Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, mm-hmm. while the evil days come not, and the days draw near when you will say, I had no pleasure in them. If you're just living pleasure and that's all, uh, mm-hmm. you, it's not going to be good and well for you. Yeah. But if you give God his rightful place, mm-hmm. then Life can be a true delight, a yes. uh, wonderful experience. Doesn't mean everything's going to be bed of roses, but life of meaning, a purpose, a full meaningful life, mm-hmm. and the hope of eternity right. with our God. And mm-hmm. that—that's the conclusion. Of the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm. Now we read. can talk oh. about it. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> g-
2: I'm going to read real quickly uh-huh. what you you must have memorized that yes. when you were young. I did because that's not a new li- that's not the New Living Translation. <laughs> no,
1: that's King James. That's the
2: King James. Yes, yeah. um, I just want to read that real quickly in the New Living Translation because you're right. It's such a beautiful no, reminder and such a great oh. Hopefully, Will, are you listening? (laughs) That was my son. Um, But Ecclesiastes 12, uh, 1, Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your Creator. Honor Him in your youth before you grow old and say, Life is not pleasant anymore. And uh, that's that's so... And uh, again, with... Questions, mm. I I think of that book, um, and I, this worries me. I'm sure m- this has worried m- many parents and many um, sociology professors <laughs> yep. who have a really studying society. But uh, that book by I'm going to Neil Postman, written in the late late 80s, amusing ourselves to death. And he wrote Amusing, this I've book. Heard ti- yes.
1: I've heard the title, but I've never yes. read the book. Yeah. Yes,
2: Amusing ourselves. And this was just with television. This was before internet, before Ooh. streaming devices, <laughs> streaming yeah. services. Uh, this, uh, And he was just worried about t- television and the impact that it was having on our minds and our, um, and our interest in the world, our wonder and our... Um, imagination imagination and, and a big part of that is our of our, our, our asking questions when you know when you're just taking in stuff and you're not and you're uh you're you're not you're you're missing truth. you're seeing yes. you're
1: not seeking truth mm-hmm. you are just seeking to be but titillated think, mm-hmm. to be entertained mm-hmm. to be one, going and, from and one set,
2: entertainment to mm-hmm. the next entertainment and uh Inter- it's a fascinating
1: what did you say the title it's was? called
2: amusing ourselves to death and uh he was also it it changed it I mean he was a I can't remember um I think he was kind of a historian sort of sociologist he was but he would study the way that inventions new technologies affected communication and so you know back oh. in the day before there was the telegram or let alone of course the telephone people in the northeast really didn't have much to say to people in you know, on the Texas. West Coast or in yeah. Texas, you just lived their lives and they lived their lives. But once that way, once that communication opened up, it was funny because at first the, tele- the, uh, the telegraph was a novelty. People didn't really have anything to say, but they would make up some fun things to say because the technology was there to do it. And so they create a whole new way of communicating. Became available mm. be- just because it was there. And not necessarily, uh, it wasn't necessarily profound communication or mm. worthy communication. It was just communication but for the it, sake of communicating. It had an impact. But it had an impact society. and it made a, uh, yes, absolutely. And it changed how we relate and communicate with one another. And with each technology, that, I mean can you you know of course the computer you know, that uh, emails so changed how we communicate with one another. texting, of course I mean this was way before he would be oh, yes you know now, nowadays you know, he's, he's passed away long since but oh. I wonder what Neil Postman would say now.
1: Oh I remember when we were in Spain we lived in, in Spain we had took two weeks
2: right to, to write get a letter letters back
1: and forth yes. up over the ocean that we could yes. call mm-hmm. long as it's a phone call but mm-hmm. it's very very expensive yes. i remember one time we were in uh uh kazakhstan uh, uh way on the other side of, uh, of russia and we were we made a call to the states and we thought that was really great wow, but now they you can You'd call anywhere, and you can FaceTime <laughs> right. with somebody, and it uh, is amazing where we are right now. Yes, but and what the Word of God yes. brings with them to bear,
2: and that reminder that Ecclesiastes twelve one, as as amazing as these things are, and as wonderful as technology can be and is, and the connection. Remember, though, your Creator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember, don't get caught up in all of uh, this 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 wind. You want to be in God's whirlwind. You yeah. don't want to be in yeah. the wind that's vapor that just um, you know evaporates and leaves you
1: empty entertainment. It's yes. And there's no meat there's no meaning that right. helps you be a better person
2: right, and that reminds me of that Ecclesiastes. you read you um read this or you pointed mm. this out in the se- the break that Ecclesiastes one eighteen um to increase knowledge apart from knowing God. Only increases what is actually one of the questions and the answer. I'll I'll read it actually real quick. So it's um, just in the opening chapter. So Ecclesiastes one verse 18, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief to increase knowledge only increases sorrow. And this is from the point of view of apart from God. So this is apart from God, just increasing my knowledge just makes me more sorrowful. I thought, isn't that so indicative of uh, our culture today? Yeah. We have, I mean, so much knowledge at our fingertips. Google anything, look at it, and yet depression, depression I know it's is at, at all time, time high. Um, yeah. and uh, because it is, it and that would be, it, it would be hard a- apart from God. The more you know, it seems like it. Just the more sad things are, the more meaningless it would all seem. Yeah. And so, uh, but like you said, we so in your youth and stay close to God because that's that's without Him, but with Him, there you were. You said that verse I mentioned um, that it, it's Proverbs twenty five two, and I'll read that. It is God's privilege to conceal things. And the king's privilege to discover them. And that's us. And so when we're asking the right questions, when we're looking to God and seeking answers from his word, instead of knowledge becoming something that's depressing about the word... Uh, we get to understand him in his mysteries, and slowly we grow and mature in our faith and in our understanding, and in true wisdom, and uh, and that we
1: go at people is a and king's more delight. Hope yes, and more potential yes. of experiencing life. I, I remember a saying uh, that come to bear. It kind of characterizes what you just said about the man who. Climbed the ladder of success he climbed the ladder of success only to find when you arrived at the top that it was leaning against the wrong wall oh, right. and that's kind of yes. oh, that's what it's like right you got everything, but you don't mm-hmm. have anything mm-hmm. and uh, I think that is a risk that we're running at a society now uh at a nation. And we need a spiritual revival, a longing to meet God and know God Mm -hmm. and to bring God to the forefront Mm -hmm. uh, of our lives, of our culture, and that make knowing Him and following God Mm -hmm. uh, more and more prevalent. We have a chance, I think, for that to happen because... Uh, often suffering, as we think in Job, one of the benefits of suffering, of misery, in that sense, mm-hmm. of sorrow and grief, is it can bring us to repentance. It can bring us to uh, 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 the acknowledgement that Ecclesiastes comes. It's all vanity. It's all emptiness right. if we, we don't have Relationship with right. the Creator himself
2: yes, and it 's really only through cultivating wisdom and having that wisdom that when when tragedy does strike or when you know it says uh, before you get old and say life is not pleasant anymore before you get, once if if it, I think the idea here is that once those pleasant things are gone you have built though such a relationship with the lord and he has strengthened you and you have such joy that like that paul talks about mm-hmm. i he can be joyful in all things and that's because he has wisdom. <laughs> um, wisdom enables you to have walked through those things, and I'm not saying it's e- it's it's not easy. I mean, it is. No. It is. This is very much kind of a sanctification process, really. It's that refining, being um, you know refined by fire. It's being you know made into gold. For, so it, it can be hard. So I'm not saying it's, yeah. but but it's worth it because it's when those it's it's when those tragedies strike it's when as you get older and things aren't as tasty as they used to be that you can really you have the resources to still have joy and to have, exactly. I, I always love that. um we grew up listening to the story of little tree is a parable. It's a musical. That's a parable of an Easter parable and it's the sweetest. It's the cutest. And there's that song Wisdom. wisdom, wisdom. wisdom. <laughs> make me strong, bring me joy when birds have lost their song. And that is the power of, wisdom (laughs) is that uh, you can you can work through those things when it doesn't take it doesn't take um you know external circumstances to make you strong and to give you joy it is and that sounds very much like the power is within yourself I don't mean that (laughs) the power is not within yourself (laughs) Um,
1: it's a question of, of of purpose and meaning and, and yeah. significance. And I remember uh, one time I was astounded how the great scientific advances uh, uh, in the world that the world knew about, Mm -hmm. Uh, Newton and some of these, Mm -hmm. they were brought about by believing men, men and women who believed in God and tried to think Mm the thoughts of God after him. That's why Einstein Mm -hmm. said that science is thinking the thoughts of God after him. And uh, that that meaning and purpose, it's advancement, it's growth, it's all possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, but only when we give him uh, the allegiance, give him his rightful Mm -hmm. place as our God. And I'm praying that maybe our nation will turn to to that more overtly now to Mm -hmm. acknowledge God and love him and more people will be coming to faith. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, young people Mm particularly, like you've emphasized, I think there's some potential of that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You are a funny generation, <laughs> the, the youth of the day.
2: I'm glad you're saying that I'm youth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the
1: youth of <laughs> the not. day. And they they see through some of this uh, right. entertainment mentality, right. and many are looking for something real. Right. Real and genuine.
2: The weight of glory.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, well thank you so much for joining us. We have um, this is our music for a break. This is the Bible Live. We'll come back and talk about Ecclesiastes, Song of Songs, and very briefly Galatians, yeah. So hang in with us. The glory lays clear in place.
3: God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse with him. God's grace Grace that is greater Than all our sins
1: A reminder of the uh, The coin The coinage of heaven The, the, the coinage coin of, the of, of kingdom God's kingdom, kingdom and The coinage of heaven Is um, Faith, faith. But the You uh, are longing other side, side, the 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 other side <laughs> of the coin. The other side of the coin is
3: yeah. grace. Yeah. By grace,
1: grace through faith. By grace, through faith. Grace, 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 you know, grace is, God's grace. Now what is grace? What is grace? grace? In case grace, someone doesn't know, what, what is grace. grace?
2: Mercy, that let's that see I've grace, always heard, grace. is Not getting what you do deserve.
1: Oh, that's a a good answer.
2: Getting what you don't deserve.
1: Uh, That's the answer I didn't deserve and wasn't (laughs) looking for. Very good. Uh, uh, That's the difference between mercy and grace. Mercy and grace, That when uh, mercy is whenever, uh, remember your brother. A rock and broke a window in the neighbor's house.
2: <laughs> I don't remember that actually. He but did, I believe it. He
1: did. He, <laughs> uh, he, uh, and I had told him, Peter, don't be throwing that uh, gravel. Oh. Remember, we had gravel yes. in our yard. Oh, he at, broke the, the Johnson's window. Yeah.
2: Oh. And
1: we said, don't throw the. And he broke Mr. Johnson's mm, window. Colonel Johnson. And um, so, mercy is that he didn't get a spanking mm-hmm. that gave mercy. He right. didn't get what, what he we deserve. deserve the punishment he deserved. Grace is the fact that I took him for an ice cream cone afterwards. <laughs> uh, in other words, it's unmerited favor. Unmerited favor, Not right. getting yeah. the punishment we deserved, mercy. Yes. But then on top of that, we're getting uh, still blessing and, mm-hmm. and God's love. Uh that, that it, it's a simple illustration of uh grace god's riches at christ's expense mm-hmm. so it's good to get a chance always to to define our terms a little yes, bit uh, right. as well well' why do one what do we want to uh, talk about from ecclesiastes it says, i did i was looking for a verse that had to do with the seeking of truth, and I think I didn't find one that overtly said that, but it, it's kind of without saying. It's kind of the, the purpose of ecclesiastes always is uh, looking at things, learning, learning about things, and the, the seeking of truth. And of course, the ultimate truth is God Himself, the Creator. And knowing him and growing, growing in a walk with him, mm-hmm. that is the ultimate truth. Uh, and we're in a time in our country, uh, I've noticed another another a number of different things that are happening. It seems like the number of people who define themselves as atheists or atheistic, had been on the rise. Uh, I've read that in a number of different mm-hmm. surveys and polls, mm-hmm. and that's a little bit disturbing, and yet uh, could be hopeful.
3: Right. If, they if, they mean, if they deeper. mean it,
2: uh, if they mean it, if they mean it, then I think it's hopeful. What worries me is that they're not even necessarily sure what it means, they just know that it's, yeah, they're, you know that it's uh, rebellious. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm just going to say it. If, are they, you know, if it's an indication
1: um, yeah. that more people are seeking truth, mm-hmm. then it could be a good indicator. If I, they're I,
2: genuine, right? Yes.
1: I have uh, often told people that you can, uh, if you meet someone who is, uh, who claims to be an atheist mm-hmm. or a- atheistic, mm-hmm. uh, that I'll, I'll give you a way clearly that you can move them away from atheism and move them to agnosticism, mm-hmm. where it, it's not affirming, oh, there is no God. Right. It's, so an uh, atheist well, would say there, you, is there is no is God. God, right, so an yeah. atheist
2: would say there is no God, an agnostic- would say, well, there I might be, know. but I just don't know. I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. And if there is, I it might yeah. as well not. And be then the
1: question becomes: Well, uh, if you're agnostic, uh, are you interested in seeking and perhaps finding an answer, or you, you're are not? I'm in not that, right. That's important. But you can easily move them from one side to another. I by know. saying uh, just simply asking the person who says he's an atheist, okay. you ask him, "Well, let me ask you a question: What percentage of the knowledge, all the knowledge that exists in the world, mm-hmm. what percentage of that truth of that knowledge would you say you possess?"
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And once they get clear in their mind, why you what you just asked them, then um, they listen to their answer. And nearly always, what do you think the answer is, John? If I said to someone, what percentage of all the information in the world, that that we have in the world, all of the knowledge, what percentage of the knowledge would you say you possess? Well, it's definitely not going to be 100%. <laughs> well, I can tell you that. Would it be 50%? 50%? I'm not even sure of that. Yeah. When I think of all the different all types of people, physicists and astronauts and, and, and all kinds I of... I mean, are we getting five down per, to, like... 5%? No. God. 1%? Usually, I'd like, the, I'd like to think it's more than 1%, but...
3: There's well, a, how many billion
2: we, people are there in the world? Uh, seven, seven point, point whatever seven and a half billion. Billion, Yeah. So I mean, I couldn't even name yeah their uh, uh, their children's they're children's yeah, all names the, or the
1: all right in the world. Well, what you had for breakfast? Usually, <laughs> they say what you said. Well, it, it'd be I, I'll say to them, I'd say Tim, Oh no, no, and I'll say. Well, 1%? No, no, really. Probably wouldn't even be 1%, but Maybe. it may be 1%. Maybe. And then all you do is ask him, well, then, if that's true, is it possible that God exists outside of what your knowledge is? Okay. And they'll say, well, of course. <laughs> That if they they're saying I only have one percent, mm-hmm. well, that that means you're not an atheist. You're an agnostic. Mm-hmm. You don't know for right. sure. Right. And then the real question is, would you like to know? Do, how can we explore and know right. if God exists? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a it's, it sounds like a trick, but not a, really a trick question. Uh, it's just like Job comes to me. I mean, the that's almost exactly himself.
2: what God says to yeah, Job, right. except instead of asking him the percentage of what he knows, I think God just shows Job <laughs> how little he knows. about <laughs> well yeah. what he
1: did, yeah. he showed him how little. Well, the, then you get uh, to a point where we're asking, well, how can we know that God exists? Mm-hmm. And many people say. I uh, only believe scientific knowledge. We've made that. Right. In some ways, uh, we were on the brink of making a science into our God. And some people still do. Mm-hmm. They claim everything, only believe by science, and they claim that science is the end all and be all mm-hmm. of our existence. And the, the, the truth is, it. We have more. It doesn't answer all the deepest, deepest questions uh, of life, and and so, um, in fact, one thing I learned early on is that not everything can be proven scientifically by the
2: the, the scientific method. By scientific method
1: method Mm of uh, uh, experimentation, hypothesis, and so on, and then if you want. to establish, for example, that, that uh, uh, dove soap floats, <laughs> you know. Well, you got to get 100 bars of dove soap and a vat of water. <laughs> you have to have controls. A hundred <laughs> times and a hundred times in it, and you can do that. But you can't repeat a uh, experiment like that about everything, especially questions of history. History. You'd have a hard time uh, explaining purely scientific scientific method method. Mm -hmm. where you were a week ago or so on. Mm -hmm. And then more so even 50 Mm -hmm. years ago, 100 years -hmm. years ago. And, And most of the evidence that we live our lives by Is not scientific Mm evidence. It's historical. We live on the basis of testimony. Where's the post office? Well, you go around two blocks and turn to the left Mm -hmm. and go three blocks and turn to the right, and the post office is on the corner. Mm -hmm. And we take it and we believe it. Ah, thank you very much. We go, and it's not right. Well, in other words, we... That's the way we do most of the things mm-hmm. on the witness of an eyewitness or a testimony. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He tells us what.
2: Wait, a baby is not learning by scientific method. No, <laughs> no. A baby is being taught and <laughs> listens uh, Listen to her parents, learn. listening
1: he to Sometimes it's trial and her error. I noticed your daughter. <laughs> well, just over a year now mm-hmm. she, she's learning the word no oh it's so cute though uh, I know <laughs> that's the trouble it's cute no. but okay. uh, well, I, I know what you mean <laughs> well and she's beginning the process of learning and it and involves sometimes uh, uh the <laughs> having right. to learn the word no mm-hmm. uh But scientific
2: method, right, is not the primary way that we uh, accept things. Yes, scientifically.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, And the the, the difference between scientific proof and historical proof, and that's an important point when it comes to the gospel, Mm -hmm. we can't. Reproduce the life of Christ and prove <laughs> scientifically, mm-hmm. but we have witness. We have eyewitness testimony. We have documents. We have uh, from many sources mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so on. And that is the the kind of proof that we have about uh, uh, about Christ, mm-hmm. about about the God's word, the, the scriptures, mm-hmm. and the testimony that, that they bear. And they give us. And so that's just a, a good thing to have in mind. And I think it's about.
2: most helpful because we do tend to, I think maybe it's just because of the rise in technology and information mm-hmm. and the information highway, we tend to think that we, oh, faith is something ain't primitive or <laughs> mm-hmm. ancient, and we don't really, faith is reserved for the for religious you know, for But no, every day you live by faith every day in many yeah. ways it's, just it's, because it's the nature of being human. Yeah. You're human. You're not we God. We just don't everything. know. And it's too impractical to not live by faith. I mean, sure, you could do a scientific method for everything, but you would you would never get through a day. <laughs> you wouldn't nope, be yeah. able to, um, well, to- We <laughs> wake
1: up in the morning and we believe that the sun's gonna rise and we get up, we throw our legs off the bed. We believe the, the floor is going to hold us up. And gonna-
2: I always think I mean the biggest act of faith is if you're a driver, it's getting in your car and yeah. going 70 miles per in hour on a car, and you're putting a lot of faith in that in that car. Faith. You've, you know, you've never. And changed.
1: sometimes mm-hmm. actually the ground doesn't stay still under your feet. If you live in California and there's <laughs> a, an earthquake going on, it, it's a lot, one of mm-hmm. life's greatest lessons. But we a lot of our faith is unthought. We don't mm-hmm. even think about it. We go into a room and see a chair and we sit down right. and, and we don't examine it and look at it. We just sit mm-hmm. it and looks
2: it has four legs yeah. it's it's not a completely blind faith. you've gotten older and you've matured in your ability to live this life, and so you see it's got four legs, it's made of. It's not made of aluminum foil. It looks sturdy. Other people probably have sat in it and they mm. didn't fall flat. And so it's not a complete, it's not a blind faith. You know, you do, yeah. you do your part, but, um, but it's still faith. It's still faith. And, so that, and I think that that's good when, uh, when we think of wisdom and the practical, just working out of that's what's so neat about these books. It's uh, <laughs> on one hand, this, I love the paradoxes. Very profound. It it seeks to answer the big questions of meaning and purpose. Why? Why am I here? Who is God? Does He love me? What is my relationship with Him? What Why is life it all about? All about? World. And at the, at the same time, though, it's very practical. Then too. Once those answers are in the right place, then it frees you to eat, drink and be merry, to live life and to go about and and make good decisions in the practical um brushing your teeth, you know, or what time to go to bed or, or what you're going to give your career, your career and how you're going to put your hand to the plow. And, uh, I love that, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be answered to, unto you. Or is it you know putting first things first, mm-hmm. and once that first thing is first and figured out, then the second things can can come and we'll have joy. You never get the first thing by putting second things first, though. You have to put, and so uh, I think that's a, a lesson in Ecclesiastes. Yes. Is um is these things? You're right. They have no meaning. Whatsoever, they will only lead to sadness if you're putting all these second things as first. But if you put God in his place and you put him first and you seek him with all your heart and the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. <laughs> um, gives with, then those second things will fall into place. Um,
1: they will. They will. I, mm-hmm. That at least is my testimony in life experience. Yes, oh, for sure. And the life experience of many other mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, we go through the same problems and difficulties of everyone else. But I've seen people with courage and with hope and joy go through Mm -hmm. terrible difficulties Mm -hmm. because of their relationship to God. Mm -hmm. And and one of the most important you make you remind me of this uh, often. Uh, all the advantages that we get and learn from walking with God. But that one last final advantage is that this is not the end of the story. Right. Uh, the pain and suffering, they have a place in their life, and that uh, they can be used productively, positively, enough, but it's not the end of the story. Mm-hmm. There is a glory. There is... A uh, heaven to be with our God. Mm-hmm. All the tears will be wiped away. All suffering gone. And, and uh, that mm. that needs to be uh, emphasized as well. Yes. Even while we live here, mm-hmm. living in in time and space, but to live our lives also in view of eternity. Yes. That's a, a crucial importance in all of the... Uh, Solomon and all the the books of wisdom Mm -hmm. uh, give us that counsel
2: right oh it's so uh, from a young age I remember mom talking about Nancy Lee DeMoss (laughs) coming to staff conference one summer back in the maybe 90's and she said she'll always remember her talk and how she talked about uh, you know if this line is all eternity and this eternity past and this is eternity future and your life is just this little tiny speck on uh, this timeline of you know of eternity and um, and to keep that eternal perspective in mind and I think that was the talk that she said. Uh, Ignited a, a, a revival. Yeah. on, uh, And it was a time of repentance. Yeah. And that staff member after staff member yeah. went into Moby Gym and came to the end yeah. and just repented and uh, confessed, confessed yeah. out loud. We always start mm-hmm. off
1: a campus crusade conference uh, every two years, all the year I'd feel, with uh, a half day of prayer mm-hmm. and just praying together. And, and that year, <coughs> Uh, Nancy Demoss mm-hmm. spoke about my, but life is just a little dash between two dates, right. and how do you going to live? How, how are you going to invest your dash, your little point, in right. all uh, between two vast eternities? Mm-hmm. And, and that was part of that day. Broke up. That time of prayer took over, and we ended up. For a couple of days, I think, Mm -hmm. just going to prayer. We just didn't do anything but spent time to God present. God moved in Mm an unusual way among the staff. And that can happen. That can happen in our nation as well.
2: And we pray for that. I, I also. (laughs) You know, our, <laughs> this is a funny thing to mention because it's—it uh, was just a thought for me, but I think there's something to it. But we're in Ecclesiastes in our sermon series for the summer, and so our pastor was talking about Ecclesiastes four, um, the danger of envy, which that could be its whole—a whole. A whole yeah segment a whole yeah. <laughs> program in it itself envy um, there's a book by Melissa Kruger called the envy of Eve it's a really interesting mm. very good but um, i think we have a lot of envy in, um, in our but yeah. uh, he was talking about envy and um, and then the, that famous you know two are t- better than one yeah. and that togetherness and so some of the hope and some of that what we look forward to is uh, is is cultivating a, a quiet heart and kind of that quietness and that stillness and a, a heart at peace um, is a part of the uh, opposite I guess of of, a clue, of the uh, includes So the, the
1: envy part more or less like this kind of a Keeping up with the Joneses, yes, idea, idea.
2: yes, and that's what Solomon, uh, you know, as far as Ecclesiastes four four, he talks he about. He who in. had
1: the most toys wins <laughs> right. And win. right?
2: And just never being content because you're always comparing, comparing, and we live in that kind of an age. And so the uh, remedy would be the quietness, you know, to to be content and to have a peaceful heart and a quiet heart. And then he talks, uh, you know, we talked about community being uh, so important 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 and and I thought that seems so you just talked about quiet and now you talk about community and maybe it's the mom in me when I think quiet I don't necessarily think community (laughs) and I laughed into my head I said unless there's food and I was like maybe that's why Jesus is always feeding people and why you know his last supper and communion was around was a was a last supper talking (laughs) because when (laughs) when you're uh, eating it but um but the other but in prayer Uh, and it just what more how much more profound and at peace and secure at the same time, com- with with community, could it be than in in prayer? I mean, I think prayer is where all of that mm. those ingredients come together, and uh, when you really get to be at the heart at the heart of God, you know, through prayer. Anyway, that is the end of our program. I don't know if I.
1: That's a great, great ending <laughs> as well. Uh, Thank you for Books joining. Books of wisdom, yes. Joe, Song of Solomon.
2: Ecclesiastes.
1: Proverbs. In the
2: Proverbs. We will be back next Sunday. We hope you have a wonderful We're week.
1: going to the Galatians and the little book to the end of the New Testament.
2: See you next week. The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture. Mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas, 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Soapy every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Quiz Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Soapy and The Bible Live Broadcast.
2: You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.